0: Welcome to season two of Sorting Pen, the California Cattlemen's podcast. Every day, the California Cattlemen's Association is sorting through the issues impacting California's ranching families and producers. To communicate those issues, discuss solutions, and keep ranchers current on the hot topics, CCA Leadership developed this podcast. Now in season two, we have our first episode with the California Cattlemen's Foundation public policy advocate, Victoria Rodriguez. Listen now to learn more about some new regulation amendments from the California Air Resources Board.
1: Hey, Katie. Nice to be here.
0: Yeah. Good to see you again after a a little bit of a break with the holidays.
1: Yeah. Hope everyone had a good holiday.
0: A few months ago, you joined us on the podcast and now we're already in 2022. In between that time, you had the chance to come up to CCA's convention in Reno on behalf of the California Cattlemen's Foundation. How did you think that went? Did you get to meet with some producers?
1: Yeah, I thought the convention went really well. They definitely had some really interesting speakers. I think I learned a lot of good information on a variety of topics, got to talk to a lot of producers, interact with the staff. I think it went really well.
0: Good. Well, if you didn't get to meet Victoria up in Reno, hopefully you'll meet her on the road at some point during 2022. Today, we're going to jump into talking about some recent amendments from the California Air Resources Board, also known as CARB. There's a lot of acronyms that go with ranching. And today there are a few acronyms we're going to be talking about. So just to explain them, the California Air Resources Board goes as CARB. And the program we're talking about today, known as SOAR, is the Small Off-Road Engine Program.
1: I know there's a lot of little things. SOAR just regulates essentially just any spark engine, new spark engine, um, mobile device, usually like lawnmower, you know, type landscaping devices it just essentially regulates anything under 25 horsepower
0: and when was this regulation first put into place what's kind of the history behind it and why is it important for ranchers to even be aware of
1: so carb first started regulating this back in 1990 and the regulations didn't really get off the ground it's part of the emissions reduction kind of overall goal of carb And they first started regulating it, like I said, back in 1990, they got the first regulations off the ground in 1993. And then since then, every like three to six years, they kind of update it based on the emissions goals of the state.
0: And there was just recently some amendments and updates made by the Air Resources Board specifically to this program. Let's kind of talk about what those are. why should ranchers be aware of them? What changes are going to impact ranchers and feeders in the industry as a whole? And do they potentially go as far as impacting anyone just like me with a lawnmower? a small landscaping equipment?
1: So the new amendments, the goal with CARB SOAR overall is not really to regulate users as much as to regulate manufacturers. So the regulations only impact new equipment. So any equipment that you, I, or any ranchers may have on hand, these new amendments wouldn't apply to it. So it's only new equipment, and specifically with these amendments, it's any equipment uh, made after 2024. If you have anything on your shelves, if there's anything on store shelves that has been, you know, prior made, then you don't have to stop using them. There's not going to be a ban on them. You can continue to fix them and use them until they go out. It would just impact when you have to buy something after 2024. So the amendments kind of are broken down into two phases. There's the first phase, which is 2024 to 2027. And that essentially they're going to regulate any new carb sore equipment, carb regulated sore equipment. Um, That comes out after 2024, it has to be zero emission. So they have the acronym Z and then zero emission equipment. It's essentially any equipment that is all electric that the manufacturers put out. So again, it's regulating primarily the manufacturers in that sense. And then the only exemption from that kind of first phase period is portable generators so CARB SOAR doesn't regulate anything that's stationary. So stationary generators in general aren't regulated under SOAR, but portable generators have kind of a different timeline. They will not have to be at zero emissions by 2024, but they will have a lower emission standard. So that means they can admit less pollution into the air starting in 2024. Those new standards will come out. And then by 2028, then we're going to have all new portable generators at zero emissions.
0: So very specific. Phase one is not going to be portable generators. Phase two will include portable
1: generators. That's correct. And again, this is mainly manufacturer based. It's all mobile equipment. So any stationary equipment that you may have, saws, anything like that, that is stationary, doesn't move, is not regulated under SOAR.
0: This is really going to start impacting producers probably in the next decade or so, somewhere in the next decade when the equipment they currently have, we all know ranchers have a stockpile of equipment, When those start to phase out and they start to go looking for new stuff that was introduced after 2024, this is when ranchers are going to see it?
1: Yeah, though I will say, we'll go into kind of the exemption portion at this point, because the Federal Clean Air Act, which is a basic act that was introduced back in 1970 by the federal government, allows the states to regulate air quality emissions and they prevent certain things from being regulated by the states. One of those exemptions from such emission regulations are farm and rancher equipment that is under 175 horsepower. So anything that is in that category that is used actively on a farm or ranch cannot be regulated by the states. So that exempts pretty much all the equipment that you would see regulated under SOAR that farmers use, like lawnmowers, uh, hedge trimmers, cutters, saws, chainsaws, anything like that, high-powered lawnmowers. All of that is exempted so they cannot regulate it under the CARB SOAR program. Due to the Federal Clean Air Act.
0: So all of those are exempt. Is there other things that are exempt? How will producers know what it's going to be exempt? I mean, this could get very much of a headache for producers to know. Yeah,
1: I definitely understand the concern. It is anything stationary, like I mentioned, cannot be regulated by CARB SOAR. Anything that has diesel, anything that uses diesel. So we're talking about tractors, anything larger isn't regulated by SOAR. It's just those smaller powered engines under 25 horsepower that aren't actively used on farming or ranching.
0: Gotcha. So like you said back in the beginning, this is more going to impact manufacturers.
1: Yeah. And primarily they look at it as kind of like a lawn or, you know, landscaper regulation. That's why a lot of the different incentives are based for smaller like landscaper companies because it's again, mainly those like leaf blowers, it's those small lawnmowers, it's the riding lawnmowers, it's those kinds of things that they're trying to regulate. And, you know, mainly the farm equipment is exempt. Okay. So we'll see this phase
0: one happening. Um, you might've already said, but just 2024. It, 2024. And then phase two will be? 2028. 2028 with the generators. Yes. What other questions or like FAQs have you read about this that you think might be helpful for producers just kind of sorting through it?
1: Yeah, I think, again, it's just a big thing to emphasize that, you know, all of those things that you would you standardly use on a farm or ranch are exempted due to the Federal, Federal Clean Air Act exemptions. They do have a list. If you Google C-A-R-B space S-O-R-E, and then you go onto the CARB SOAR website, if you click on resources on that website, then you can pull up a fact sheet and it has a list of everything that they do regulate, everything they don't regulate. And I know, Katie, you said we can go ahead and link that
0: Yeah, we'll put that in the podcast description. I think that would be helpful. If there's a piece of equipment that you're a little worried about that might fall into this, sounds like you shouldn't be worried because Clean Air Act exempts you.
1: Yeah, I would say overall, there is that broad exemption for anything used farming or ranching. And it's not specific equipment that they have. They have a list of like generally equipment that isn't used, but it's generally it's a broad exemption. So they don't really regulate farmers or ranchers with this specific program.
0: Anything else that you've come across on this issue that you think people should know about?
1: Yeah, I would say it's still good to keep you know kind of keep up to date with the different changes, just because you know there could always be changes in the future. That I would say that the Federal Clean Air Act will never change, basically, unless the federal government decides to do a total uphaul, which they haven't yet ever. So, I would say that the regulations overall are pretty safe to say that you're going to be exempt. But if you have questions. Absolutely go to the CARB website. They have a ton of resources on there. Other than that, they haven't updated specifically the fact sheet with these new amendments. But aside from just the phase one, phase two, kind of zero emission standards, they're also going to do some changes in what has to be tested, the frequency of which they're going to be doing testing. And the testing is just testing of the emissions similar to like a smog type check. Um, so those things are going to be updated. Is this an
0: amendment that we saw coming? Did we know it was going to happen or is this a total surprise to everyone?
1: It's not a total surprise. It's definitely in line with some of the things that have happened in the legislature, some of the things that have happened um, coming out of the Newsom administration. It's um, essentially in response to getting this emissions down by you know, 2030, 2045. So I would say it was anticipated. But of course, the level of change is never exactly anticipated.
0: Thank you for all that information Victoria. I know there are a lot of members who are concerned about the issue so I appreciate you taking the time to provide this update. It's a complex issue but I think this should give us all a little bit more clarity now going forward. It sounds like there are three key points for ranchers to know so if you're listening and want to take notes now's the time. Number one the new SOAR regulations will not impact the ability of ranchers to purchase and use common ranch equipment like balers, diesel engine equipment, stationary equipment, trenchers, post hole diggers, chainsaws above 45 cc, grinders, and swathers. And number two, if any of the equipment that you're wondering about isn't one of the ones I just said, you should visit the CARB website to see the full list of equipment that is exempted. Again, we'll be sure to list the link for that in the podcast description and on the website when we post this episode. And finally, number three, these new regulations are focused on common landscape equipment like mowers, string trimmers, hedge trimmers, riding mowers, blowers, and chainsaws under 45 cc. So the good news is that a lot of the common heavy-duty equipment used on ranches will not be impacted by these new regulations. You should definitely check out the list of exempted pieces of equipment on the CARB website that I just mentioned, and if anyone has any questions, you should check out the CCA website in a few days as well, as we'll be having a fact sheet with all this information posted in the coming days. Finally, always feel free to call the CCA office at 916 444 Oh, 0845. Well, thanks for that update on this, Victoria. I know there's a multitude of other things that you're going to be working on as we move forward in 2022. What are some of those priority issues for you as a public policy advocate that you're going to be looking at in California
1: So we have a whole host of kind of environmental things going on right now. We have, especially in California, because California is an environmental state. So we have like the uh, California Natural Resources Agency has put out a couple of documents. They've put out the uh, draft natural and working lands climate smart strategy, which will be a focus. And that mainly has to do with how we're going to go ahead and continue to work on climate change as an issue. It's strategies that have included grazing. We've been engaged on that actively. Um, There's also the Waters of the United States issue that we'll continue to work on. They haven't yet put out those regulations officially, so that's something we're continuing to look at. And that's in regards to the change from the Trump administration prior. And then they have the 30 by 30 initiative, which, of course, we recently got a report from California called Pathways to 30 by 30 that I'm actively working on. And then there's the America is the Beautiful kind of federal initiative as well.
0: Yeah, I know on the 30 by 30, you were just working with the Western Livestock Journal to provide a comment on that.
1: They basically wanted to know how it impacts the ranching community in California specifically. And I would say that we saw a lot of good things. They mentioned ranching specifically in a couple of areas. They want to protect kind of like the food supply chain and food supply resources, the people who produce the food. So there are some good things. I think we could look for more expansion of opportunities for grazing as regenerative practices, more opportunities specifically on state-owned land for grazing. And that's something we're seeking in other arenas with uh, the California Natural Resources Agency as well.
0: Well, you're going to have a definitely busy 2022.
1: It's been busy, but it's been good. And I think there's a lot of progress in areas that, you know, we've previously not seen progress in. So I think it's opportunistic.
0: That's a good attitude to have going into the new year.
1: Yeah. It's exciting.
0: A couple of weeks ago, I did get a request to start doing jokes on this podcast at maybe at the end of each one or the beginning. Not sure. I don't have a joke prepared for today. So if you do have a joke and you would like to hear it on this podcast, please send it to me. My email is kdr at calkettleman.org. And if you'd like to get in touch with Victoria, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, you can go ahead and call the CCA office and Kat will direct you over to me, or you can email me at Victoria, V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A, at CalCattle, C-A-L-C-A-T-T-L-E.org.
0: Perfect. And the California Cattlemen's Foundation, I do want to note, does have a brand new website, Um, It has some information about what Victoria is doing. You can learn more about Victoria's background and how she came to the foundation, the mission of the foundation. You can learn more about the Rancher's Technical Assistance Program, and that's CalCattlemenFoundation.org. So if you're interested in learning more about that, we'll go ahead and link it in the description as well. Other than that, Victoria, I'll let you go ahead and get back to working on all those priorities for 2022. Thanks, Katie. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining us this early in 2022 for our first episode of Sorting Pen. We'll be back with a new episode in two weeks discussing another topic related to California and ranching. Happy New Year.